audio. Everybody and welcome to this edition of Doc Talk with Monument Health. My name is Mark Houston, and joining me uh, back again, I love having the repeat doctors come on. Uh, Dr. Drew Purdy is a cardiologist at Monument Health Heart and Vascular Institute, and Shayla Johnson is a CNP uh, as well with Monument Health Heart and Vascular Institute. Thank you both for coming back. Thank you. Um, if you'd like to go back and listen to, uh, I forgot what number it was, Doctor, but the first time we talked to you was about broken heart syndrome, which was a real thing that can happen to people. And uh, it was a really fun podcast to do with you. So I think people should go back and check it out for sure. Um, I'm a little bummed out, though, to find out that this probably is the last podcast I'm going to do with you. Are you? Uh... I'll, I'll be around. <laughs> okay. So maybe um, if I have questions, I can just call you back in then. I will continue <laughs> with Monument uh, to do some research-related things, but oh, excellent. not much clinical stuff. Okay. So. Uh, but it's you just... It's, it's got to feel good, doesn't it? You said you weren't counting down the days, but you knew exactly how many days. Yes. <laughs> and, it does uh, feel good. Yes. And Shayla, um, I just met you for the first time and found out you're never coming back either. So, okay. Never say never. <laughs> right. I also said I wasn't coming back to the Black Hills after being East River for 10 years. And oh, what'd you do East River? I was a nurse practitioner, and that's okay. where I also started my nursing career. Um, as I am a South Dakota State Jackrabbit, that's where I did Excellent. my undergraduate and my um, graduate degree. Okay. And I said it, I probably wasn't going to move back. And here I am after four four years. I'm I was still here, and now I decided to move to the sunny state of Arizona. This this <laughs> something draws you back to Western South it does. Dakota, though. It's always I, home. I, yeah, I've it never understood it, but it does. Uh, well, today, because uh, both of you, uh, you're cardiologist, of course, and then uh, Sheila, you work with Dr. Purdy. We want to talk about heart issues again on this podcast. Um, And before I get into the question that has been, it's just been gnawing at me all day today. Can you just give me just a quick overview of what heart disease is to the, to as quickly as you can. Just general general, public Right. So simply, I mean, heart disease, I mean, basically any condition that affects the heart that requires treatment, medications, uh, some sort of intervention. Right. And so that's basically what it is. It could be congenital. It could be from birth. It could be an acquired condition over time. It could be, you know, artery blockage that would require, you know, bypass surgery, stents, that type of thing. Or commonly heart rhythm abnormalities, atrial fibrillation, irregular heartbeats, uh, you know, things like that. So it's just basically anything that requires treatment, intervention that occurs in women rather than men. Same condition in men. But women have some more unusual characteristics sometimes and a little more different sort of uh, symptoms. But it's basically the the same condition. It's just that for decades, I mean, when I was going to school, I mean, everything was about heart disease in men because men were the smokers. They were the ones that got it. And, And still, I mean, decades later, I mean, men get treated more. Uh, men are more likely to be hospitalized. You know, women are finally getting to the point where it's 50-50. And I think there's a whole lot of cultural things that is the reason why women don't get treated as often as men. But that's basically the condition. And that was my question that was been, had been bothering me all day today is how is it just different enough in women that we have to talk about it separately? And I think you answered some of those questions. But 
your heart's your heart, isn't it? Well, right. Well, women in specifically, um, we have a hormone called estrogen. <laughs> and this uh, hormone, estrogen, um, actually what in our younger years provides us protection against the heart disease. Well, when we go through menopause, um, that is gone. Um, and so the estrogen actually provides those blood vessels to be relaxed and better balanced, um, helps us have that healthy cholesterol. Um, but then after we go through that menopause, that estrogen is um, naturally gone. So it makes us um, more at risk for developing that heart disease later on rather than men. So so it's, a, it's, it's for older women is when it gets to be more serious more older women mm -hmm. we and um so in general probably like artery blockage occurs about 10 years later a decade later yep. uh than men do because of the protective effects of estrogen uh and testosterone basically is kind of somewhat detrimental um so for men they get it earlier and it Im seemed to impact men more because of the uh, financial aspect of it i mean most men were working before the age of 65 and so it impacts the whole family and everything else. But, I mean, who sits at the head of the table? You know, it's, right. it's, it's mom, mom who right. takes care of everybody and mom who fix all the food. And so, you know, we found out early on, I mean, you know, you do need to pay attention because all the same people are eating the same food at the table. Mm -hmm. You have to educate mom too. Yeah. Because she's the one that changes everybody's diets. Right. So, well, going back to the, the estrogen then, is that is that like one of the main reasons why? That, that the women are protected early on? And, and if that's the case, why can't they just keep taking it? Like after, I, now keep in mind, I don't understand how any of this works. <laughs> so that's just the first kind of question that came to my mind. Though. So it's one thing that puts us at risk. It's one thing that differentiates us than men. Um, but it's not necessarily the only thing, okay. I would say. You know, we still have the same risk factors that men do. So What, what are when some of we, those then? So when we talk about okay. that, we talk about the main risk factor for getting heart disease in both men and women is going to be high blood pressure. So high blood pressure is the major risk factor for developing heart disease in both men and women. Um, so about 50% of women in the United States actually have high blood pressure and most of them don't even know it because it's a silent disease. You really don't have symptoms of high blood pressure. Um, and so that is the biggest thing as well. Um, and so we try to be proactive at that at all of our appointments. I mean, you can see people going to even their dental visits now and getting your blood pressure checked um, and, you know, just monitoring those types of things. So that is the same kind of risk factor. So having um, your blood pressure checked, um, making sure you're of natural weight or of good weight, mm -hmm. um, smoking, um, that is a risk factor for both men and women. That's the universal theme that runs through almost all of these podcasts. Stop smoking. You need Absolutely. to, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so... Are those those are well, were, were there more you were going to list off there? Well, um, you know, diabetes, mm. weight, um, actually pregnancy. If you actually have high blood pressure or gestational diabetes during pregnancy, it actually can later on actually increase your risk for heart diseases um, later on in the years as well. Is this might be a little off topic, but speaking of pregnancy, is that relatively hard on a on a woman's yeah. heart when they're pregnant when they're going through it? Does it change? Their heart can it can it be damaging in a way? I suppose it can be damaging if they develop these other conditions okay. like uh, high blood pressure, 
I mean, they've looked back now many years, decades, you can go back, and those people that have high blood pressure with pregnancy or high blood sugars, I mean, they have really excessive heart risk, not only heart artery problems, aorta problems, large blood vessel problems. I mean, it really wreaks havoc on the arteries and it wreaks havoc on the heart. So, I mean, the heart, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you're literally pumping blood for two individuals. Right. And so blood volume increases by 40%. The heart enlarges to be able to pump the extra blood. And if they're, you know, active people, I mean, it, it really uh, does have uh, an impact. So, on, I mean, it's women. super important to keep yourself healthy, obviously, while you're pregnant then, too. Sure, I mean, you got to absolutely. think about not just the baby, but your own heart throughout yeah. this whole thing. Um, so you mentioned high blood pressure, which is... It, it is hard unless you go to the doctor regularly and you're getting it checked. I mean, if you don't have regularly scheduled doctor visits, you might not know this sort of thing. Right. So what are some what are some things that just kind of scream it's it's heart disease, the signs of it that women should expect? Well, I mean, there's the typical symptoms that you can think about um, where you have the active crushing chest pain. Um, there's that dull ache, you know, radiating to the jaw, to the arm. Um, those are your typical symptoms that we tell people you need to go seek emergency treatment right away. Um, usually those come on with exertion or when you're doing physical activity. However, they can come on at rest as well. Now, um, you may hear sometimes that women present atypically and they present a lot of times with heartburn symptoms where women all of a sudden they just feel like they just have significant heartburn that they just doesn't go away. Um, sometimes that's very typical for women as well um, or back pain um, associated with like nausea or upset stomach. Um, a lot of those types of things are when you need to seek emergency treatment. Now, there's also other, um, a variety of symptoms as well. Um, Dr. Purdy can talk about those as well. Yeah, so I think uh, probably a big thing that goes undiagnosed, but a large reason why we see a number of people is shortness of breath. And the question is, you know, is you short of breath because you've been sitting on the couch and haven't been done any sort of physical activity for years and years? Are you short of breath because your arteries slowly, gradually over time are building up? And it's not like an acute mm -hmm. situation that sometimes occurs, but it's just kind of, you know, getting worse gradually over time. And people don't know, you know, is it are they just getting old? Is, it there, is there something going on? And so frequently shortness of breath is a very significant uh, uh, symptom that would bring you in to see cardiology or see something or, you know, and then seek attention and find out, oh, you know, your heart is yeah. too thick because you had high blood pressure all these years. And then, you know, the whole notion is that, you know, people always talk about high blood pressure and say, well, that's just my normal. My blood pressure is high. Well, that's high blood pressure. Right. <laughs> you know, it requires treatment. <laughs> and, uh, and we have lots of data that it does a whole lot of things. I mean, if you uh, you lower your risk of artery problems, you lower your risk of stroke, you lower your risk of dementia, cognitive dysfunction, all of those things. Very important to keep the blood pressure under control. I mean, sleeping, moving, and eating right are, are like just three basic things you can do to, to help this out, isn't no, it? Absolutely, no question. Yeah. We are what you eat and what you do. <laughs> I remember Matt Gross, uh, he's a nurse practitioner, he talked about um, on his podcast with Dr. Pradhan, you know, the ABCs 
um, a diet, you know, just going back to our kindergarten yeah. years of remembering the basics of our diet, you know, eating less processed foods, um, making sure, you know, we get out and just, you know, do regular activity, you know, eating our fruits and vegetables, um, eating less processed food. Those are kind of just the regular routine things that we just need that we've kind of fallen flat for, especially, you know, as we get older, we right. just kind of forget those things, do what your parents told you to do. So what, uh, like what habits or or health issues can you manage to combat this? So a couple of important things, especially for high blood pressure. Um, you know, a lot of people, if they're overweight and haven't been eating properly and things, can develop um, sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is a big risk factor for high blood pressure because it's a high adrenaline state. I mean, you can imagine, you know, getting one, one and a half hours of sleep a night, what that does to you. I mean, I can remember in the 20s what it did to, <laughs> yeah. it did to me when I was going to medical school and trying to stay up all night and study. Right. I mean, it's like pulling an all-nighter every night all the time. And so very high adrenaline state, and that raises the blood pressure. And so, you know, we used to have less well-defined ranges for blood pressure. You know, you used to call it, you know, normal mm -hmm. and high normal and elevated and you know, high blood pressure without the diagnosis of high blood pressure and, you know, so all these things. And, and basically what we found out is that, you know, normal high blood pressure is high blood pressure. It's not normal high, it's right. high. And so our goal is to treat it and get it down and keep it for, you know, 130 over 80 or below in most people, 120 over 80 in some. Is that what's ideal? Is that so if people are wondering what is ideal blood pressure? Is yeah, 120 that would over be 80? ideal. 120 mm -hmm. over 80 okay. is, is, has and always is. Ever since we could identify what a blood pressure was and how to measure it, that's been our goal. That's and amazing that that has been that consistent from almost day one. Yeah, that 100 that's years. Really, yeah. Wow. And 100 okay. years of being able to me measure blood pressure with a cuff, sitting down. And, and I think uh, not only the equipment to do it. I mean, you can go buy it at any sure. store, anywhere. Um and, you know, and people need to learn how to take their blood pressure appropriately. I yeah. mean, it's, a, it's an entire um, thing to teach people how to take their blood pressure appropriately. Right. We, we don't take it appropriately in the clinic. I mean, you know, the people are trying to find parking. They're running in. They're <laughs> concerned. They're going to see their cardiologist today. And what are they going to tell me? And, you know, they rush into the clinic and the nurse grabs them, throws them in a chair, checks their blood pressure. That's not the way you should check it at home. <laughs> right. And so uh, the way you should check it at home, you should sit at a table, put mm -hmm. your arm out flat, relax, don't do anything for five minutes, don't talk to your spouse, don't do anything, relax, check your blood pressure two times, average them together, write them down, bring them into your doctor when you see them. So that's the best way to check blood pressure. Okay. And we do a poor job in the clinic just because, you know, it's like... Everything's it's rough, time. yeah, like, yeah, like, like anything, sure. Yeah. Um, so when should women really think about, you know, it's it's now that I've got to go knock on the doc's door. I really have to go do this. I know we've kind of touched on a few of these things. But what should be that that sign that they have to seek medical care? The one thing they would look at that you guys would recommend saying, you got to come in. Is there is there something specific that you would say for sure? I, I think, I mean, from my standpoint, it's when they notice symptoms that are concerning or not normal. Um, I mean, it's really kind of hard to know. I mean, what is normal, what isn't normal. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, you know, just because you've, you know, gained 20 pounds since Christmas and, you know, you are uh, haven't done any sort of physical activity and you're 50 pounds overweight and then you, you, I mean, you just say to yourself, 
you know, this is, uh, this is the way it is. I mean, I'm just getting older and mm-hmm. I'm getting lazier. Well, it, it could be a lot more than that. And so um, even though sometimes after an investigation, that's what we say, you right. need to go out and exercise and lose some weight and, you know, do all these things. But, um, I, you know, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Just when something is not right and you're starting to feel limitation, restriction, you know that this isn't the way that it should be. Are we making, are, are we, I know it's exciting um, just in the day and age that we live in, the way technology and things change so fast. And for you guys too in the medical field, it's got to be almost hard to keep up with sometimes. Do you do you get excited about what's coming down um, that's going to be able to help with heart disease? Are we, are we one day probably going to be able to be like, we got a handle on it? Do you guys feel that that's coming soon? I don't know. I think I think I've been waiting for it for 37 years. I was going to say I think you have more experience on this one. Yeah, but and I tell you, I mean, the the problem is, is that like you said, it's got to be recognition from somebody where either their primary care doctor or family member or somebody else says, "Hey, something isn't right." Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to get in, and we have. Great medicines for blood pressure, great medicines for cholesterol. Our cholesterol uh, medications that we have, I mean, there should be no excuse for us not getting somebody's cholesterol into a really low range. Right. It's going to help protect them. Same for smoking. There's medications for smoking, and there's lots of things that, you know, you can do to help people stop smoking. A lot of psychological things and, yes. you know, feedback and all kinds of stuff that you can do. I mean, we have treatment for all of these things, but unless that individual comes into the office... Can't do yeah, it. that's the that's the whole thing is getting people in because you know so often like you said people are like well it's just I'm just getting older that's just what happens yeah. but you shouldn't you shouldn't feel these things and just think that right no I, I I mentioned this you know and I tell people this like you can't control how old you are right. you can't control your family <laughs> history um, you can't control your hormones really um, but you can control the risk factors you can control what you do to your body. You can control your blood pressure. You can control your your um, blood sugars. You can control the fact that you can go outside and um, do exercise. You can control the fact that you should maybe limit your alcohol use. You know, uh, doing your tobacco, those types of things, and those will all overall help with your risk for heart disease. And so start start with your your primary doctor. Obviously, just go Absolutely. in and talk to them immediately. They're going to be the ones that know you best, anyways. Right. Sure. Well, did uh, did I miss anything? Um, you you had a lot of notes over there, Shayla. And I didn't want no. to not talk about all of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's uh, it's uh, Doctor Purdy. It was always uh, you know the two times I've had you on, it was great to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, and good luck in your retirement. Uh, I hope you enjoy the the family time that's coming your way for sure. And Shayla, you're leaving us for Arizona, so I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll come back and do a podcast with me again. We'll see. Anytime. <laughs> Dr. Drew Purdy, cardiologist at Monument Health Heart and Vascular Institute, and uh, Shayla Johnson is a CNP with him at Monument Health Heart and Vascular Institute as well. Thank you both for coming in and talking. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you.
Doc Talk with Monument Health is recorded live at Home Slice Studios, hosted by Mark Houston, edited by Russ Hatton, engineered by Chris Jaquist, and produced by Kelsey Kinney and Rob Henry.